Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You got to cut it on a bias. I've worked in restaurants, so okay. I'm done. Physically, I'm attracted to Nicole, but just like, for example, 55%. I can tell you, dude, I just You are a whore, and you will not disrespect me like this today. Good night. I'm not lazy. You are user, Mohammed. You, you. Hello, and welcome to Tender Loving Hair with your host, myself, Kate, normally with Pauline. I'm going to say right at the top, excuse my voice, I'm getting over a cold. I'm going to do my best to sound the best I can for you. Um, every week, Pauline and I break down a show from the TLC Network, the name of the network that Pauline believed for the longest time was an acronym for Tender Loving Care. And when she found out that it actually stood for the Learning Channel, and she saw the types of shows that were on that channel. Her deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Pauline and I will, well, for our regular episodes, we randomly select a show. Sorry, I was reading off the script. Normally, it's Pauline that says this part. Hi, guys. This is our 90 Day Fiance recap episode. Pauline couldn't be here tonight, so it's going to be a solo episode from me. But fear not, I have lots of good notes. It was a really good episode. Lots of really funny things, infuriating things. There's a lot to dive into. So let's just get into it. Um, yeah, as for me, like I said, I was sick with a cold all weekend, like literally in bed all day, Saturday and Sunday. And um, today feeling much better, but the voice well, it's this and um, just hang in there with me. I'm drinking lots of water. Hopefully mm, I can kind of smooth it out. I'm hoping it sounds a little bit, you know, sexy to me more and not super annoying. <laughs> okay, let's get into it. Um, so I will say, um, you know, I, as you know, I was away for a couple of weeks um, with a family emergency. And so I'm just getting back into this world, this season 10 world. And, um, you know, I've caught up as much as I can. If there's a small detail here or there that I miss, I do apologize. But 
Um, I'm pretty caught up, I think, on what is going on with all of these people. Um, so let us begin with, I'm going to say, uh, let's start with Devin and Nick, okay? So in this episode, there's a little bit of preparation happening for the wedding that is coming up very soon. <clears throat> um, Nick is staying with Devin and her parents, uh, and Devin's dad, Kevin, <laughs> takes Nick outside to help him clean his boat, aka interrogate him. This is a classic dad move, right? And uh, I thought it was more going to be, what are your intentions with my daughter, which it kind of was, but uh, really, really, it's a confrontation about the piggy thing which I was happy to see Kevin standing up for Devin here because I don't think she likes it and he needs to stop. <laughs> he needs to stop calling his fiance piggy. No one wants that. Okay. And, uh, so it's kind of all about that. And, he mentions his comments about Americans in the previous episode uh, being fatter than most Korean people in general. And, he, you know, he didn't love that comment either, no matter how true that may or may not be. Um, and then we kind of get to the dress stuff. So Devin has ordered a dress, a garment online, and she wants to incorporate some traditional things uh, from Nick's culture. And so she's ordered a traditional Korean wedding dress outfit garment. And it's beautiful. She opens it with her mom and sister and uh, it, it looks really nice to me. And her mom thinks so too. Uh, but Devin is pretty immediately unhappy with the top part of the garment, which has some gold embellishment. And she says she hates gold and it looks bad on her. And I kind of get that. She does seem like silver would work better with her coloring, her skin tone. Um, I was like, okay, I could see where gold would maybe wash her out or something. Um, but she puts it on and the gold part is pretty covered up by this sort of jacket element of the garment. And I thought it looked pretty good, but she's not into it. Uh, it, it at least fits. So there's that. Um, it didn't look inexpensive. So I was kind of wondering, you know, how much, you know, I, you know we always want to know the financials. I was like, how much did you drop on this thing? It looked nice. Uh, but her mom immediately is on it. She's like, I, she's telling us, I can tell by Devin's body language. She is not happy with this. Um, and she's, Knowing her, she's not going to want to walk down the aisle until she's perfectly happy with what she's wearing, which I get. It's your special day and you want to feel your best. So I can understand that feeling. Um, not that I've ever been married, but I can imagine. And uh, so her mom is telling her, oh, well, I'll make some calls and we'll have a seamstress work on it and fix this gold part, which... Honestly, it seems like it wouldn't be too difficult. It's just the very top of it, right? And it's it just needs to be covered with 
like a plain white fabric that somewhat matches the bottom fabric or something like I think it could be done pretty easily honestly but not by me but someone could and uh maybe this was explained in a part that I haven't caught up on but I did notice her mom tends to kind of talk to her and about her as if she's a child but um she's not so that was interesting to me um and then they go to a local wedding dress shop in their town to get a backup dress because her mom is worried that this online dress is not going to work out because maybe it won't get done in time by the seamstress even though it seems like a pretty easy fix maybe it won't get done in time or maybe she still won't like it after they get it fixed or whatever so the mom takes her like let's just get something else just in case and so she begrudgingly goes and tries on a few dresses she completely hates them she says it's as if she was getting a root canal like she really doesn't want to be there or do this and it's kind of like why did her mom make her go do this I don't know the dynamics are so interesting and um it it just reminded me of being like a preteen you know that dynamic of like oh my mom's so annoying oh I don't want to do this uh this dress is ugly you know it, it's that and so she tries on a couple dresses and her mom and her sister are asking her, well, are there any of these that you at least kind of like, you know, are, would any of these work in a pinch if the other one doesn't work out? And she goes silent. She shuts down. She doesn't want to answer them. And uh, I don't know. It, it's tough. I think the sister and the mom maybe have more in common or something because they kind of have this moment when Devin goes back to the dressing room where they're like, oh, God, I thought she would at least say one of these would be okay. I don't know. They're having a tough time with her reaction and she's having a tough time being there. It's not a nice, fun <laughs> wedding dress shopping trip. It's not what you would imagine or want it to be um, as either the mother of the bride or the bride. And <clears throat> then the... Um, the retail worker comes out and tells the mom, I think she's crying or something. You should probably come back here. And uh, she tells her what room she's in. And Devin's mom tries to open the door to the, and this is mortifying. You know, she's crying. She's upset about this and she doesn't want to be on camera. And her mom is kind of looking at the camera guy like, I don't know, like what, what's wrong? Why, you know, I don't know. And trying to get into this dressing room and Devin's like no and um again kind of in a way I would imagine maybe like a a preteen would act in a shopping scenario um yeah I'm not I'm not sure what's all going on here um I do I don't want to be insensitive like I don't I don't know what sort of like men state she's in or um maybe has like some emotional uh things going on uh I, I don't know really I 
it was tough. It was a tough shopping trip. And I'm hoping that she just gets the original dress, the top of it just covered and is happy with that. Cause I think honestly, like once her hair's done and everything, she's going to look, she looked great in it. So I think the original dress is good and they honestly should just, but her mom is done. Her mom is like, okay, well she can figure it. I don't think her mom is going to keep her hands out of it. You know, I don't think her mom can really do that. She seems like a really involved person, you know, she's always wanting to, um, get in the mix with it, but we'll see. We'll see. Um, so then let's see, we're going to go to <clears throat> Sam and Citra. Okay. So <laughs> this is the first, uh, full episode I watch with these two. Wow. Uh, wow. What a couple. So Sam, <laughs> is from Missouri and you know he's a country boy not a lot of jaw going on in that family um Sam's brother Luke is hosting a barbecue with their parents and they crack some what I believe were corona lights great didn't see a lime but that's okay and they are talking about her come her arrival and uh how her family is also coming to the states for this um I know for sure her dad is I think uh her mom must be as well and <clears throat> excuse me guys he's talking about how her dad is a cop and <laughs> you know that's quite the <laughs> quite the occupation for him to have considering Sam has his troubled past with the law, you know, he's a recovering drug addict and is potentially going to jail for uh, having prescription drugs without the prescription bottle on him, I guess, is this latest thing that's happened. And <laughs> his fiance's dad is a cop, so... Fun stuff here. Um, he says something to his parents that I wrote down. I got to mind my P's and Q's and not be a pervert. <laughs> and it's like, well, you kind of always just should not be a pervert. But um, yeah, I guess especially in front of your fiance's father. Um, and they're asking about the whole religion aspect. Uh, they, Sam's mom is having a tough time with the fact that uh, he's planning on converting and um, joining the Islamic faith. Um, it's hard on me that he's going to convert to Muslim, I think is what she said. Um, do they even celebrate Christmas? Sorry, I don't mean to be offensive. Um, and so there's some tension there. She's just like, I don't, she doesn't understand why, why does he have to change his religion just to get married they should just be able to get married and have their own religions and that's fine and I don't know it's kind of just his deal right like it's his decision and so that's okay I mean I, I'm not surprised she has an opinion about it I think a lot of parents would um you know parents seem to like their kids having the same religion as them but um just it's I don't know I'm just kind of like okay whatever butt out 
Um, and so, okay. And then we go to Citra and she's with her parents going to get some good spicy food while she still can. She, uh, tells us she knows that once she goes to the States, the food will be bland and boring or whatever she said. <laughs> it's like, yeah, pretty much. Um, so she is having a meal with them and they're talking about, you know, how when they get there, they're going to need to find a mosque and, um, you know, Sam will convert and um, they'll do the damn thing. And I don't know, her family seems, from what I'm seeing so far, they seem pretty nice. Um, it's going to be quite a difference in culture heading over to Missouri, I think. So, wow. Yeah, we'll see. The, this These two families meeting is going to be something. Um, so then we cut back to Sam. He's doing the bare minimum, cleaning his place by half-heartedly sweeping up his filthy floor. There's like all this like dog food and fur balls and dust bunnies. And so he's kind of pushing that around with a broom. And he tells us, oh, you know, she's she's a clean freak. And I'm like, well, I think <laughs> she probably just doesn't want a bunch of crap sticking to her feet as she walks around your apartment, just like anyone. I hate that, you know. It's gross. Like, sweep your floor. So he's sweeping. Great. And uh, he shows us he did get her a really nice prayer mat, uh, and it does look very pretty. It looks really nice. Uh, so I appreciated that. I was like, okay, good for you. And um, I, I also really appreciated the decor in this room, which is really only a poster with the word vision on it that you might see in a very boring corporate office, you know, next to a poster of a kitten that says hang in there, you know? <laughs> so it's kind of like, where did he get this poster? Does that inspire him? I mean, whatever works, you know, you wake up, you're like vision. That's all I need to get me going. Make your bed, look at your vision poster, sweep the floor a little bit, and you're on your way to a great day. So he heads to the airport. He's got flowers and he's waiting for her to arrive. He's told us, uh, he reminds us it's been two years, two years since they've seen each other. So it's almost like they're meeting for the first time again. And uh, unless I'm mistaken, when they did see each other before, it was a two week trip that they, it was two weeks that they spent together and have decided to get married. And now it's been two years and they're meeting up and they're going to get married two weeks from now. So it's a wild scenario, like many of these situations we see on this here show. Uh, so she arrives. It's a nice reunion. You know, some of these <laughs> we've seen and it's, oh, you look different or a half-hearted pat on the back. No, they had a great reunion. It's a big old hug. He attempts to pick her up. It doesn't work out. That's okay. And they're very happy to see each other. He says, she, oh, she looks so beautiful. I forgot how short she is. Oh, ha, ha. Great times. <laughs> Love is in the air. <laughs> so it's going to be really interesting to see next episode because they 
we're told they have a few days, I believe it's going to be maybe like three or four days that they're alone together. And then her family arrives. And so I think it'll probably be good when it's just them. And then I, I have, I have a feeling her family is going to arrive and there's going to be some uncomfortable conversation between the two families I just have a feeling I don't know uh, but maybe they'll surprise me and it'll all be smooth sailing we will see that's my favorite way to sum up these <laughs> segments we shall see okay <clears throat> now I'm gonna go into something that was really tough to watch because it just really was grinding my gears the whole time. This is Robert, Rob the Knob, and Sophie. Okay, let me take a drink of water while I mentally prepare for this. All right. So we pick up with this conversation and if you'll remember, they're sitting down and Sophie has been so nervous to reveal her true sexuality to Robert. But she's worked up the courage. She wants to show her full self to him before they get married. And so she reveals to him that she is bi. She's bisexual. And his immediate reaction, if you remember is that he puts his head in his hands and he says, I don't even know what to say to that. Just what you want to hear when you tell your fiance something very intimate about yourself. And then it's silence for a while. He breaks the silence by saying, I kind of feel like you should have told me this a long time ago, like two years ago when we first started dating. And she says, I didn't realize it then. I realized it more recently, and now I'm telling you. And I'm saying, well, it doesn't, it shouldn't change anything, right? It doesn't change anything. Like, she's always been into you. She's not telling you. I'm only into women. I'm actually not into men. And so I don't want to marry you. She's telling you, I am also attracted to women. I am bisexual. This is my sex. This is my sexual orientation. I'm sharing this with you. I discover this about myself and I don't want to hold things inside of me to this person I'm getting married to. That's all. But he goes on and He's very, he feels this is an attack on their relationship. He feels that this is an affront to him that she's saying all of this. And so he goes on and, and then is invalidating it actually and says, have you ever even been with a woman? She says, no, I haven't, I haven't dated a woman, but you know that you would what? You're physically attracted to women? Yeah. Well, 
most girls are physically attracted to women and find them attractive. I think women can appreciate another woman's beauty, gay or straight. So you're not you're not attracted to women because all women are attracted to women. Mm-hmm. And then it turns accusatory. So you know you want to work a woman, but now you're marrying me and you're just cool with it. So why are you so scared to bring this up with up to me if you're cool with it then? Maybe because you're reacting like the way you're reacting? Maybe because you knew you'd fly off the handle about it? It sounds like, and then he just starts projecting some fake thing that he thinks is going to happen. It sounds like in five to ten years, you're just going to go screw some woman because you're just going to want to know. And she responds by putting herself in this hypothetical situation that he's coming up with. And she says, if anything like that ever came up, you know, feelings like that, the desire to want to explore that, she says, well, I would come to you and we would figure it out and we'd talk about it. And I wouldn't lie or cheat on you or anything like that. It would be something that you and I talked about. And then he jumps to, well, if you were ever going to do that, it would be something we would do together. And she says, well, doing it with your knowledge, that would be exploratory. But like, if you were going to do it, it would just be like an excuse for you to hook up with another girl. It wouldn't be that kind of like the same reasoning or it wouldn't feel the same to me. And he's like, no, if my girl gets to have sex with someone else, then I get to do the same thing. And to that, you know, her, in her mind, she's like, well, I already have trust issues with him. And now he's saying this. And so that is flaring up in her mind, I think. And so she's, she's like, well, I'm never going to be okay with that. So, and <clears throat> I just want to say before I go into this, like I am a bisexual woman. Okay. So that's where I'm speaking from right now. I just want to put, say that. And this kind of stuff is so disappointing and upsetting to hear as a bi person, um, to hear that your sexuality is, is, um, is only valid if you have, slept with a certain amount of people of that gender or anyone of that gender, or if you've dated someone of that gender, otherwise you're not a real queer person. You didn't know this when you were younger and now you're just saying this to get attention. All women kind of are attracted to other women. Like you actually aren't, you just, just people tell you, no, you're not. That is upsetting. It's invalidating. It, it's, it doesn't feel nice. And there are so many counter arguments I could say to Rob the knob, like, well, you hadn't had sex or dated women at a certain point when you were younger, but you still knew you wanted to be with them and you still knew that you were attracted to them. So isn't, how is this different? It's not right. And there are certain things I think he could learn about to understand, oh, well, you didn't know this two years ago. Why? And now all of a sudden you know this. Like he thinks she's just saying this to get under his skin. 
be or get back at him for stuff that he said about other women or something like that. There's such a thing as um, compulsory heterosexuality or compet, where you are expected to, by the society we grew up in, to like be attracted to and be with the opposite gender. That's what's always expected of you. That's what everyone's talking about. Things are said your entire upbringing. Like if, you know, if you're a girl, it's like, oh, do you like any boys? Do you have a boyfriend yet? You know, it's, it's all that nonstop growing up. And so for a lot of people, including myself, it's like, you don't even realize that it's an option that, that like, a same-sex relationship is an option or if you're attracted to all genders then it's like you can kind of go back and forth sometimes because you're like oh well I know for sure I'm attracted to guys so is this real that I'm attracted to women? Cause I know, I know I am attracted to guys. So am I straight or am I, you know, it, like it can be confusing. It can be confusing for a while. And for that reason and many other reasons, it can be something that people come to later in their life. And she's not even that old. What is she 23? I mean, that's still pretty young to be figuring it out. And so he's saying, Oh, at 21, you didn't have every single part of your sexuality figured out. I mean, there's a lot of people that don't. And I don't, I don't like that it's an immediate jump to, oh, well, you're bisexual. So we're going to be having threesomes then if anything's happening. And that's another thing that bi people deal with all the time. You know, it's like, that's the first thing that, sorry, but guys usually jump to is like, oh, so you're bi. So you want to have like orgies all the time. You know, it's, it's this really annoying thing. And so she's upset by all this stuff he's saying. And I totally understand, obviously, as I said, this is stuff that I've heard or gone through and it's, it's really not what, it's not what you would want to hear from the person you're closest with when you tell them. And I think it is perfectly normal and fine for him to have questions or be curious about this. Um, but his approach did not feel loving to me. And I don't know, do she's coming out to like, it just have some tenderness about it, you know, like, it's just all of their disagreements are heated and and have this it's like he has this like disdain for her immediately and and kind of jumps to the worst conclusion about everything and she just wants to feel free to talk about this because it's probably something that she's not talked to that many people about. I don't think she has from what she's told us because she like, yeah, she, she came out to one of her good friends right before she came. So even some of her good friends don't know. So this is a really new thing and she's in a tender spot with it. And he is 
making her feel like a villain for this for like being queer and it's not a great look it's not a nice reaction it's not I don't think what she was hoping for if I got this reaction from a partner that I was telling about this I would be devastated I would my feelings would be really hurt and um my feelings have been hurt you know by things I've heard from people so I felt for her a lot in this scene and I've read different things online I'm still let me let us know uh dm us on instagram or something 10 or 11 care podcast like are they still together because i was hearing so much that they weren't and that they're both living in austin where i'm living right now and i haven't seen them out and about yet but i'm keeping my eyes peeled for rob the knob um so i can avoid him but are they I now I feel like I'm seeing stuff that they are actually together and married I don't know if they are still together I really hope that he has educated himself on this topic more and isn't holding this against her in a strange way um and like I say it's it's normal to I'm not saying he has to say all the right perfect things but I think there's a much kinder, gentler way to respond to something like this. And I think you can kind of be curious about something and get your questions about it answered that you need answered without being accusatory or rude, which I believe he was. Okay. And... Yeah, that's totally fine and fair if you are like not wanting your partner to be experimenting or exploring their sexuality outside of your relationship. Obviously, that's fine and valid, right? But um, she wasn't asking for that (laughs) in that moment. And he kind of assumed that that's what she wanted, but she was telling him, no, no, I'm with you. I love you. I love being with, well, I don't know how much she's loved being with him on this trip. It's been a little bit miserable, but um, she sacrificed so much to come here and do this and be with him. And um, that says a lot about her intentions and, and everything. So yeah, it's it it was not nice. And then finally is like, I appreciate you telling me. Okay, fine. Thank yeah, thanks for telling me. And she says, Our plan today was to go buy a ring. Do you still want to do that? And just silence. Like he doesn't take this moment to reassure her, like, yes, baby, of course. I still want to marry you. Let's go get our let's go get the rings. Like sorry for my reaction. It took me off guard, but I'm in love with you. It doesn't matter to me if you are bi, pan, you know, straight, like you're in love with me. Let's do it. No, no reassurance, just dead silence. And then the next time we see them in this episode, they're in the car with the grimy steering wheel. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On the way to the jewelry shop, and it just gets worse because he continues to take this out on her in front of the salesperson. This is so incredibly embarrassing. I was just hiding behind my hands because right when they walk in straight away, he announces to the jeweler, to the salesperson, Hey, it's going to have to be cheap. Give me the cheapest, crappiest, like dime store. Do you have a gumball machine in here that has like plastic rings? That would be ideal. Basically, is what he's announcing to the store as they walk in. Yikes. Hate that. Hate that. Even if you have a budget, say it with some class, dude. Be like, okay, well, you know, we do have a budget. Something, you know, on the more reasonable side is what we're going for. If you have to say that, that's that's okay. Um, but don't just be, uh, oh gosh, cheapest, cheapest section you got. Where's the, do you, do you have something, aluminum foil material would be great with like a rock, like a literal rock off the ground, um, maybe from the alleyway. That's about our budget. Do you have that? I mean, good God. And then he starts talking crap about their relationship to the salesperson. Oh, well, you know, she told me some stuff today, revealed some stuff about her past uh, to me that just makes you think like, whew, do we really want to do this? I mean, it was mortifying. I would have walked out. I would, I straight up, I would have walked out. We're not doing this. Not like this or at all. I just wrote, shut the hell up, Rob. I mean, stop, stop this. So then he's like, uh, okay. Do you have something? It's like, it's going to be like $500 for both of the rings. That's the budget we're working with here. And the guy's like, oh, well, and he's like, Rrr pulls out from the like under the table or whatever we do have this and it's just these like ugly plain rings and they're about 250 each okay that's when if that's what's in your budget fine but that's not even the part I'm criticizing is how much there's how much they're spending like if that's what you want to spend that's fine but 
the way he embarrassed her in that store was is not fine in my opinion like because the way he was saying all of that stuff to the salesperson the the subtext was like that's what she's worth with what she just told me it, it, she's just getting the cheapest shit you got because she's lied about being bi so let's give her the crappy ring yikes like and she doesn't like the ring but she puts on a night I, and it's it's because she's 23 and we all remember being 23 and in one of your first serious relationships and you're just you don't know better to stand up for yourself or whatever and you're just like you just want them to keep liking you and so you put you put on a happy face in every scenario and it makes me so sad watching it but she's just like yeah you know what yeah this is great it'll work this this will do that'll do pig that'll do and they kind of play pretend happy they cheers with their champagne here we go we got our little rings oh sophie run run oh, it was it really this episode just really pissed me off oh he's so hard to watch rob oh run Yeah, that was that was rough. That was some rough shit. I didn't like it. I didn't like it at all. At all. Okay, let's go to <laughs> let's go to Gino and Jasmine. How about that? In Michigan, 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 Michigan. Okay, so she's livid about him going to a strip club for his bachelor party and lying about it. This is like a classic Gino and Jasmine fight. They, they have been avoiding each other, but they finally sit down on the bed to talk about it. And Gino isn't understanding why she's so hurt and why she lost trust in him. Um, but then apparently he talked to his cousin and because his cousin, I hate this where it's like, you're the guy friend is like, bro, like you should have been honest with her. Like, oh, well, because he said it now, Gino gets it. It's like, God. Um, so anyways, he's like, no, I should have been honest, but that's just what we do for bachelor parties, Jasmine. And she kind of like gets over that or whatever, but then she's crying cause she misses home and finding stuff from his past in the house is not making her feel very welcome here. And now he's creeping around to strip clubs. You know, it's, it's a lot. She's she's not feeling great in her new place here so um he says sorry and they make up and then they go on this bowling date and i did this recently and it's actually really fun um you do have to play a couple games like i forgot how quickly a game of bowling goes so so like if you're there on a date you really kind of have to stretch it out play two games because other unless it's a bad date in which case actually this is a perfect date because if it's going poorly 
you just kind of whip through the the turns and then pretty soon it's 10 minutes later and you're done and you're like, well, we played the bowling, we played the game and I won. So we're done. Take care. See you never <laughs> and leave. But if the date was going good, if it's going well, then you could play two or three games and, uh, you know, eat all the fried food you want and have some beers and have a time. Um, so yeah, I, I had a good time doing this recently and that is a huge part of it is the bowling food, which is always crappy fried food that makes you feel terrible. Um, it made me feel, feel so terrible that we had to stop for Tums on the way home because <laughs> I am over 30 and my body said, I don't think so, honey. And, um, that's how it goes. So Jasmine, Jasmine comments on this because Gino orders like six different appetizers. She's like, people use bowling as an excuse to eat fast food. And I'm like, Jasmine, people in the United States use everything as an excuse to eat fast food. <laughs> That's what we do here. <laughs> Baseball is not our national pastime. Beer and hot dogs are. <laughs> That's the national pastime, really. Um, so they're bowling poorly. They're not good. Um, just have to point that out. I don't know why <laughs> they're not great. <laughs> um, I, I was surprised they pretty good. I will say I got a few strikes. It feels so good. I'm an Aries. I got to get competitive. Like I just, I got to win, you know, I didn't win, but I tried, tried my damn best. Um, so they're having a pretty great time. They're they're chucking the ball down. You know, Gino's doing his really weird <laughs> form. Form. He's like lifting up his leg above his head. You know, and uh, Jasmine's throwing tater tots in his mouth. It's good times. It's good times. When they're good, they're good. Okay. And uh, Gino's feeling the vibe. He's got a couple beers in him, and he's like, "We should go on a vacation." And He's like, if you could go anywhere in the United States, any fun place in the States, where would you go, Jasmine? And <laughs> in classic Jasmine fashion, she's got champagne tastes, okay? She's like, Hawaii. <laughs> Excuse me. It's like, yeah, we all want to go to Hawaii. Hell yeah. And he shoots that down. That's too expensive. And uh, they decide on Miami, which I think is a great choice. Uh, Miami's awesome. It's also going to be expensive. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I think Gino found some shortcuts uh, for the prices, but they decide on Miami, okay? So they're packing. They're going through the list. They fly there. Da, 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 da. Jasmine immediately strips down. <laughs> into her jumper she's so excited they're like flying away from michigan she's like flicking it off basically she's like bye michigan with your crappy weather and nothing to do and uh so they get to miami and she just takes off all her clothes immediately um and she's feeling it she is feeling it right away they get in the uber and the driver 
speaks Spanish. And so she's speaking some Spanish with him, you know, dogging on Gino for not knowing Spanish after three years of being with her, which is kind of sad, I think. Uh, and so she, he's telling her like, oh yeah, like a lot of people here don't even really know that much English because you don't have to. Everyone speaks Spanish here everywhere. Everywhere you go here, everyone knows Spanish. And she's like, oh, hell yeah, that's awesome. Like, let's move to Miami. This is the place for me. And I saw that coming. Like, I mean, I think it's probably, I think it's been out. That I think they, I think they might live there now or something or, oh God, sorry guys. I should know that. But um, yeah, she's all about it. And I can see why it's great weather. It's a similar climate to what she's used to. It's a, it's a more similar culture to what she's used to. And everyone speaks her native language. Like, absolutely. That's more appealing than Michigan. Um, so they get to the hotel and it's okay. Uh, I said a couple minutes ago, you know, Gino found his ways to make this affordable. You know, they are, it's right before the wedding. So he's got to save his coins and he doesn't have a job anymore <laughs> or he's on like an extended leave or whatever. So he's got to save his coins. But um, that is pretty apparent with the hotel that they are in. It is not, it's not junky, but it's definitely not on the waterfront. Okay. And the pool is, more of a bathtub than a pool, I'd say. Uh, but Jasmine's being a good sport. She's like, oh, yeah, this is nice. He's like, Look at all these palm trees, Jasmine. And she's like, oh, let's go check out the pool. It's tiny. Um, <laughs> so, and she touches it and she's like, ooh, it's warm. And I was like, just so it just looked like it had a bunch of pee in it or something. Um, like all pools, really. So uh, anyways, they're, they're hanging out by the pool and they start talking. She starts talking about how much she misses her son, her children, and how much they miss her and uh, how. And Gino says, of course, that's always been the plan. And she's like, yeah, we got to do it. And he's like, yeah, we should start looking into that. My man, you're getting married in one month. You and Jasmine have been together how long? And you have not yet looked into what it's going to take to bring her children to the States? Wouldn't, wouldn't you kind of have that all planned out and know what that's about? But, of course, that's too much to ask from our 90 Day Fiance Americans always. <sighs> what like they're gonna google the process for that that's too much work come on who has time for that he's got too many fedoras to buy so they send her son a video and <laughs> she's she's making gino speak spanish take care take te quiero mucho muchísimo don't drop your phone jasmine <laughs> Like, you know, her kids got that. And they were like, oh, my God. <laughs> they just probably were making fun of him so much to each other. Listen to this idiot. Oh, God. And that was pretty much the end of their segment. So I'm sure next episode we'll see more 
adventures in Miami. Okay, Igor and Nikki, aka Justin and Nikki. So this was a lot of uh, tension, a lot of, a lot of trials and tribulations going on in this union here. Um, this relationship. So okay, she's still visiting him. Remember, she went on this trip to see him again, to reunite, to make certain that she wants to continue this process with bringing him to the States again. They already tried this once, remember, and it went terribly, um, and he ended up leaving. So this is the purpose of this trip. And so she's been feeling like something is off. He won't, he doesn't want to hook up with her. She thinks he's being a little distant. He's not being very touchy-feely. And ding, ding, ding. He was hooking up with other women. He was having sex with other women. And he tells her that at the end of last episode. So that's kind of where we're picking up is the aftermath, the fallout from that revelation. So from what I understand, this was happening. He was hooking up with other women or what he's admitting to anyways, is that in the time that they were talking again, right? Because remember, they went for several years, several many years, however many years after their last breakup, they've been apart and kind of like dated other people. And then they reunited and they started talking again. And then they went on that trip to Mexico where the proposal happened I think and then now here we are and she's visiting him to make sure they're he's for real and everything in that time that they started talking planning a trip to reunite in Mexico and um she was key key part here paying for a lot of stuff for him procedures bills of some kind I think whatever else that she's paying for she's in her mind she's like we're exclusive we're dating we're together in his mind he's like well we're just you know we're not full on yet like I have needs so I was fooling around in that time no big deal I'm a guy like Got it. Guys got a guy. Dude's got a dude. Just doing my thing, man. No big deal. That's not how Nikki sees it at all. Like at all. And so she's walked off and she's rushing away from him through this tunnel. It's like a greenhouse looking tunnel. It was beautiful. Actually, the setting was really nice for a not nice scenario <laughs> and so she's rushing away and he keeps trying to kind of like hold on to her he's like trying to hug her as she's walking stomping off away from him and she's like shoving him off and he keeps trying and I'm like dude take a hint like she doesn't want to be touched by you right now you really just upset her stop and he eventually does and uh He's like, it was, it was nothing. It was nothing. And she says, 
she keeps saying, I mean, no, I'm nothing. I mean, nothing to you. I mean, nothing to you. And he's like, let's create a future. Sorry, the accent's terrible. And she's like, I don't know if there is a future, hon. And it's heartbreaking, honestly. It's hard. It's hard to watch. She she says she she's telling us this is so this is hitting so hard. This is so upsetting because she feels that she doesn't have that many options other than him with her age, with her and these are her words, right? Like her age, her past, um, you know, being a trans woman, her whole package, she feels is like a hard sell to guys and she says especially hot guys <laughs> and so that's why this is really devastating her because she kind of like has all of her eggs in his basket she's like this is it like this is my chance to be with this like hot guy that I am really into and I thought I was my feelings were safe with him my feelings were safe with him because I've known him so long. We have this history and this, that, and the other. And now he's completely broken her trust and she finds out he's been hooking up with women on the side while they, while, while she's been sending him God knows how much money. So she feels used. Like, hello. And she says that she's like, if I if I knew about this, I would have stopped the K-1 visa process. Like, I would not have come here. And he knows that. And that's why he waited to drop the bomb until she was there. And we've seen it time and time again. Well, I knew you wouldn't come if I told you that my mom is living in the closet of my apartment. Or, you know, if I told you that I actually never leave my apartment or I am a hoarder or I you know like there's always something that they are holding back I don't have a job or I have five kids and if I told you that you wouldn't have come <laughs> it's just so deceiving I want to know the dollar amount I want to know how much money has she forked over to this freaking liar dude they're doomed I mean, I can come back from this kind of stuff. And he's just justifying it. Justin is justifying it. I, oh, well, I'm doing everything for her. I'm, I'm telling my friends and family that she's trans. Do you want a gold medal for that? Like, that just gives you free reign to lie about sleeping with other people? Like, what are you talking about, dude? Uh, all right, let's quickly go to the last couple of the episode, I believe. This is Annalie. I believe that's how you pronounce it. Annalie and Clayton. <laughs> okay, yeah, Clayton in Kentucky, and she's from Peru. All right, I believe that's it. Okay, so... He is taking her, she's homesick, and he's taking her to see llamas since she's from Peru, <laughs> which is a 
cute gesture, but she tells us that she lives on the coast and not in the mountains, like the countryside in the mountains where these animals are located in Peru. So it's kind of like taking someone from LA or some coastal city or even a coastal town to go see a pig farm. Like, yeah, America, <laughs> America, right? Pigs <laughs> or like cows or something. I don't know. It's kind of funny, but um, it's nice. I mean, they're getting out of the freaking apartment. So I was impressed. So they go do that. It's cute. These, these llamas are gorgeous. They feed them and pet them. And it's, it's very nice. Uh, Debbie's not there to try to ride one and fall off of it. <laughs> so then they go to a, and then he takes her to a Peruvian restaurant. Another nice gesture. She tells us that. community in her new home right and then he reveals to her that he only has online gamer friends she's like you only have virtual friends and he's like well no not virtual they're real people but I only know them from talking to them on the internet she's like yeah I know I know what you're saying but those aren't real friends like if you've never met them in real life because there's so much more that you get out of a face-to-face -face interaction with friends. And you, you, it's a much deeper connection when you know them from being in person. I agree. I agree with that. There's nothing wrong with having a bunch of online friends. You guys are our online friends, right? It's great. It's fun. It's awesome. But there is something really healthy, I think, 
about also having people you talk to IRL, okay? She says, um, this makes her nervous. And it's only Clayton and his mom in her life here in the States. And she thought there would be more people around for her to interact with. And instead, she's just kind of like vacuuming the dog hair off the floor and avoiding his mom (laughs) and uh, begging him for attention. He's that's what we see in this later scene. She's cleaning. The chihuahuas are barking at her (laughs) as chihuahuas do. Love, love chihuahuas. R.I.P. Lucy, my beloved chihuahua. But uh, yeah, she's cleaning. The dogs are barking at her. She's she's frustrated with the clutter and she's telling him, gosh, there's stuff everywhere. <laughs> it's she she's feeling the, the walls kind of closing in on her a little bit, I think. And then he's not even like playing cards with her or anything or talking or wh- whatever. Nothing. He's he's just in his room, headset on like this at the computer, playing his little games. And I'm not trying to talk down being a gamer. I'm a gamer, okay? I'm a cozy gamer. I play Nintendo Switch. Love my games. Um, Cozy Grove. Spirit Fairer. Love that. Um, You know, Zelda. Breath of the Wild. I play that shit. I love that shit. But come on, man. I mean, she, she just moved away from everything she knows and you're you haven't introduced her to literally anyone else here in this in this town besides her your mother and you're not even hanging out with her (laughs) like step away from the call of duty or whatever he's playing like step away and he did that let's give him credit he did that with the llama farm in the Peruvian restaurant and that was very nice but I think that was an exception to what they're normally doing on a day-to-day basis and I think he did that for some brownie points and he's like hoping that that'll keep her happy for the next like six months (laughs) remember the llamas babe (laughs) think about that time I took you to see the llamas because you're Peruvian Llama, Rue, I'm romantic. <sighs> this is not a great match, I don't think. Vidas de frentes, as she says. So we will, we will see, as I always say, <laughs> we shall see. <laughs> Woo. All right, guys. Thank you so much um, for hanging with me. Polly will be back tomorrow. We are recording our episode. Um, this 90-day uh, episode is coming out on Tuesday. Our Wheel of Shame episode will be coming out Wednesday. And I'm super excited for that. Um, and then we will see you also on Friday. And uh, that'll be for our Bravo episode. 
and our Patreon episode. So there's a lot to listen to this week, a lot to enjoy. I'm going to put this episode on YouTube as well. If you would like to see my lovely face and uh, see me (laughs) struggling to talk this long um, with my throat. So go check us out. Go to YouTube and search for Tender Living Care Podcast. You'll find us. It's the same exact branding as all of our other social media. So you'll be able to tell. And uh, yeah, follow us there or no, subscribe there. Like, turn on the bell for the notifications. Uh, All that stuff really makes a difference. Helps us out. Thank you very much. Uh, You can also follow us on Instagram and TikTok, Tender Living Care Podcast. We answer every DM. We love interacting with you all. It is the best. We love hearing from you. Some of you are sending like your Spotify raft to us. It's like, it's so awesome. Thank you so much for everything um, and all of the um, interactions we've had with you this year. It's been amazing um, watching the podcast grow and, and getting to know some of you. So thank you very much. Email us at <laughs> tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. Uh, We love to hear um, any opinions you have about the shows or suggestions for shows to check out, uh, to put put on our list for the Wheel of Shame um, or Patreon episodes that you'd love to see. Um, And speaking of Patreon, join us, okay? Five dollars. It's five dollars a month to join our Patreon. You get two bonus episodes a month. We cover very interesting um, reality TV adjacent content, I guess you could say. Like it's it's uh, it might be a little true crime or um, something spooky or uh, pop culture related or things like that. Cults, whatever, whatever we. <laughs> want and but it's it's all stuff that we also think that our listeners would enjoy so check it out there's a ton of stuff so if you sign up um on patreon patreon.com slash tender living care pod you will get our entire backlog and there's a ton of stuff on there we covered um 90 day fiance uk back uh last year and you get all those episodes. There are some digital downloads of 90 Day Fiance illustrations that I've done that you can download from our Patreon. Um, all kinds of stuff. And you can talk to us on there. <clears throat> so, yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Have a good rest of your week. And we will talk to you very soon. Talk to you tomorrow. And take care. Love you. Bye-bye. <laughs>
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.